Someone, who may or may not have been Aristotle, said, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. In this week's episode, we're going to look at habits that we have, changes we might be willing to make, and the transitions we take between mundane life and creative practice. I'm Amy Markham. Thanks for joining me here to connect with your creative practice. In last week's episode, we were focused on trying to find beauty in our everyday lives. Hopefully you were able to make some observations and maybe even took a chance to evaluate your own choices in designing your daily routines. Did you think about how you regularly make small choices that don't even seem to be choices at all? It's those little things that become habits. Repeated actions become habits. What started as a choice became a routine, and then it's ingrained as our habitual behavior. As I started to think about this topic, I started to think about habits we might have around our own creative practices, simple little things that may or may not be helping us. Sometimes we set up extrinsic motivations to take us towards a goal, like putting a gold star on a calendar every day that we do something for our creative practice. These start as external behaviors until it becomes more ingrained in us and natural. Eventually, we don't need to put that gold star on the calendar anymore because we've internalized the practice and it's become a habit. These extrinsic rituals are set up to help us internalize processes we need to become better in who we are. Which got me thinking about how we make the transition from our mundane lives into our creative practice. So, Of course, I thought about Mr. Rogers. Those of us of a certain age grew up watching Mr. Rogers, and he would come in into his quaint little house, and the first thing that he would do was shift his costume. He would change from his work clothes, which was like a blazer or suit jacket, and he would shift into a cozy, comfy cardigan sweater. He would take off his everyday shoes and put on his house slippers, and it was a signal, an external signal, that he was leaving one part of his life and transitioning into another, into a safe, more comfortable place where he could go to the land of make-believe and begin his own creative play. How do you make transitions to your creative space and your creative work? I have a friend who told me about a guy she knew who would put on a tie every time he had to go do some creative work because it was serious work. One day she went to visit him at his studio and he had put on seven ties because he was trying to make himself get really serious. I have another friend who switches from coffee to tea when they move into their studio. These are little signals and personal rituals that we do to honor that invisible shift in mindset as we move towards our creative practice. When I was in art school, there was the walk to the art building often carrying a lot of art supplies and stuff, canvases and drawing pads. But during that walk there, there was a transition, both physically and mentally. Now I have an art studio in my house in an upstairs bedroom. Sometimes the simple act of climbing the stairs can remind me that I'm about to move into a different space. If that doesn't do it, sometimes I light a candle in the studio before I start creating to set a certain mood. I believe that these small rituals around the idea of shifting focus can be really useful in our creative practice. Having some sort of 
external process or ritual that helps us connect to the internal things going on can be meaningful. It's like a reminder that we are leaving behind the mundane world and entering a space and a time that's asking us to create something new. It's a nice way to honor that shift, especially if you're in the early stages of learning about your own creative practice. It might be interesting to figure out what your ritual is here. I've heard this idea that magic is shifting consciousness at will, and art is magic. And we do have to be willing to shift our consciousness when moving towards creating something. And if it needs to start as an extrinsic, external process so that we can learn what it feels like internally, that makes sense to me. Nowadays, I do feel like I can shift at will most of the time, but having that small ritual to remind me of how to do it does seem important, particularly on days that I might be having a hard time making that transition. Then lighting a candle in my studio and taking a few deep breaths reminds me that it's time to change focus. That simple act of lighting a candle helps me set the space externally to remind my creative spirit internally that there is work that needs to be done. Do you have a practice around shifting focus to your creative work, an external way that you move that focus? Or do you feel like you can just do that at will? I was talking to a friend this summer about this idea of transitions, and they said that there was nothing that they needed to do, that they just shifted. But the more we discussed it, they did realize that there were subtle shifts that were happening. Little things like when they got out their tools or put on some music or wore an apron. Sometimes we're so practiced that we don't even realize that we are shifting. If you're advanced in your artistic output, then this idea of transition is probably very subtle to you now. As simple as picking up a paintbrush or sitting down at a piano might be all you need for the physical self to tap your creative one on the shoulder and say, we're about to get started. As part of our practice this week around habits and transitions, I want you to consider rituals that you have around transition to your creative space or starting your creative work. How does that happen for you? What do you need to do to prepare yourself to be creative? Or in some cases, to just simply kickstart your creative practice. Having some sort of routine or ritual might help us when we're feeling blocked as well. When you're feeling a little frustrated um, or can't get a practice to start rolling for you, having something that you can do to reinvigorate yourself might be useful. You talk to a lot of people and they'll say things like, when you're feeling blocked, just go for a walk or maybe do some stretching. I even had somebody tell me one time that maybe you should just do jumping jacks. There's this idea that like anything that we can do to kind of shift our focus and then come back to it anew can help us. I know that I do think that changing your physical surroundings and just getting away from it and coming back to it later can be really useful. So Think about what you've done in the past and whether you're guilty of just sitting there as a frustrated artist and getting angry, or if you've found ways that in the past have helped you get out of the rut and get back to it feeling better, brighter, bolder. So we're going to shift focus now and move from thinking purely about our artistic practice and return more to thinking about our everyday mundane life and how we find creativity there. Take a moment and think of habits that you have that are part of your daily routines. Things like maybe having a cup of coffee before you take a shower 
or driving the same route to work every day, bedtime routines that you do every night. We all have these little ritual habits that we don't think much about because it's just the way we do them. It's just part of our lives. Time is often the driving force in why we do things a certain way. In an effort to be efficient, we're often willing to sacrifice our creativity. And honestly, creativity is often inefficient, but it does offer us freedom of expression. Creativity is an opportunity to make interesting choices, which can make us much more interesting people. Our habits and routines become a huge part of who we are, so shaking them up sometimes can really invite more creative thinking into our lives. Sometimes we have to decide where it might be worth it to allow new individual and novel expression. It might be easy to think of creative rituals around transitioning to our studio time, but it could be as easy to think of developing new creative approaches to everyday life. Taking some risk and changing up old patterns in our daily activities invites fresh air into stale situations. Reimagining daily routines is an easy first step to invite a new creative flow into our mundane moments. Playing with our costuming can be another one. The way we dress is unique to us and is a way to explore our own individual aesthetics and style. You see, our fashion choice is costume design for the roles we play in this life. It is the way others see us and the way that they evaluate the character that we've decided to take on. So how do you present this character you are on the stage of life? Are you daring in what you wear? Does what you wear really reflect who you think you are? Do you have a uniform that you've just decided to wear because of a job you have? When you have the chance to dress any way you want, what does that look like? Why? Recently, I read the Beastie Boys book. And when I say read the Beastie Boys book, I mean I listened to it on audiobook, which I highly recommend, by the way, if you're going to read that book, buy the book because it's got great pictures, but then listen to the audio because them telling the stories and all the people that read the essays make it a really interesting book. But I digress. Um, I'm bringing this up because in the book, they talk about their fashion choices And I was excited to hear that they use costuming as creative ritual when recording their albums. They would do things like wear only suits when working on one album, or only clothing made from a certain time period. They would carry briefcases on their way to and from recording sessions that set a mood. Embedding yourself in a creative mindset through clothing, ritual, habits, It really does have a way of keeping you connected to your artistic ideas and the artistic realm in general. We've all heard this idea that we should dress for success or dress for the part, but how often do we really put that into action? And how does not doing it affect who we are? I know that in the past, I've had some interesting clothing choices based on aesthetics that I found beautiful. And I know that as I've gotten older, I've still held them somewhat, but I've let myself get more comfortable, more casual, and it's fine. But as I'm beginning to get older, I can see a very eccentric old woman coming along one day soon. So 
What do you want your creative character to wear? Have you thought about costuming as being a creative act? Have you thought about that the way you present yourself to the world reflects back on you? Can you allow yourself to change up your wardrobe and see how it might invite some new creative energy into your life? Studies have shown that how you dress influences the way you think. I kind of wonder if that's a chicken and an egg thing, though. I wonder, is it that we think new creative ideas because of the way we're dressing? Or is it that because we think new creative ideas, we dress in more unique and interesting ways? Besides your clothing, what other habits are you willing to change to invite creative fresh air into your life? We know that changing habits is a way to play with things and have new experiences, which reminds creativity we want to keep it flowing. Little things like changing the kind of toothpaste you use can be one way to get started. These changes can be as simplistic or as expansive as you might like. Something like changing the soap you use is simple, but it would give you a new experience. Whereas a little bit more daring might be changing the way you get to work. Perhaps instead of driving every day, you decide to take a bike or a walk or even public transportation. Imagine what new opportunities that would give you and letting new things cross your path that could become part of your creative practice. Change is something that a lot of people put off. They don't enjoy it. They find it scary. But by not changing and trying to stay the same, we're denying that the truth is nothing can stay the same. Change is inevitable. And when we actively participate in the role that change plays in our lives, it gives us some ownership, some sort of freedom, and a lot more say in the way that we express. Making change a partner in our creative practice can be really interesting too. It might be time to try something new. Maybe you pick up some ink. Maybe you try out oil pastels. If you're a musician, maybe you try a different style of music. Or if you're a writer, maybe you write from a different point of view. There are so many ways to approach your creative practice with fresh eyes and be open to how allowing yourself to play with changes really can open new doors, new windows, and invite some sort of fresh creative thinking into your practice. We are changing from moment to moment as time is passing. Why not decide to participate with it? Why not decide to play? So this week, let's do a few things in an effort to invite that creative flow to just pour through our lives. Let's mix it up and play with our creative choices. So here are some practices that you might consider this week when thinking about transitions, habits, and changing. Remember that I did mention creating a ritual around that transition from mundane world to creative activity. You may already have one. I do suggest that you take notice. Spend a little bit of time and see how you shift your focus between moments in the daily life and when you decide to sit down to do a creative activity. If there are subtle shifts, maybe work with what you already have or Play with that as a creative act. 
create a ritual for creativity. Allow that to be part of your practice for a while and see how it changes your creative abilities. Choose to change up your routines this week. Pick something that you do every day and change your approach to it. Documenting this change could be a new work in and of itself. Taking notice of what that change does to you, for you, through you. Costuming. At least one day this week, redesign your day-to-day clothing. Pick a costume that pushes you a little bit out of your comfort zone. If you're really feeling brave, share a photo of what you did. I'd love to see your costumes and any realizations that you had while doing that activity. And then I know not all of us have access to being able to just go buy whatever kind of clothing we'd like. So think about designing a costume for the creative you. Because we don't all have the things we really want in our closet that might most express our perfect creative self, I want you to maybe think about making a drawing or collage or a painting, just some sort of visual representation of the clothing that your most creative persona would want to wear if money and fear were not an issue. Imagine that you're going to be interviewed about a creative endeavor, whether that be an art opening or a concert or a book release, business opening, etc. What would you wear? How do you imagine yourself looking for that interview? This could be a digital collage or anything. You could even write a story about it. I would love to see what this creative you looks like. So share it with me if you want on any of the social media platforms. You can reach out to me anytime at Twitter at Art Teacher Amy, on Instagram at The Starling Creative, or on my Facebook page, Starling Creative Living. I hope that during this week, you're going to take notice of how external rituals can help or hinder your internal creative practice and process. These can be simple changes or elaborate ones or really big, bold ones if you're feeling like it. But consider the way you behave, the rituals you have, the transitions you make, and see what changing them does and what it offers you. This kind of thing can reinvigorate you not only in your creative practice, but in your life in general. Be an active participant with change. Habits can be changed or dropped or reimagined. So this week, really notice and notice the habits of others as you're doing this too. I always think it's easier to see habits in other people than it is to see in ourselves. I look forward to hearing from you about how this experience helped you. And um, in this week's show notes, I'm going to have content around habits, transitions, and changes, as well as a recap of all the practices I've mentioned here, the playlist, and any other little nuggets that I find that I think might be useful for you. I hope you can find some creative awakenings in your changes that you invite in this week. And as always, enjoy your process.